What's going on, NBA family? Today's Tuesday, October 17th. That means that we're just seven short days away from NBA regular season basketball. That means that we're just seven short days away from October 24th, from tip-off night, baby. So, y'all know what we're doing, man. In this countdown series, we're talking about greatest player to ever wear that jersey number for however many days we got left. And today is seven days, so we're going to talk about greatest player in NBA history to ever wear number seven, and that's... None other than now I'm gonna be honest, y'all. Before I get into who I got, I know if you click on this video, you already know what it is, man. But I had some good choices for this video, y'all. I had Brandon Roy, I had Pistol Pete, I had Jermaine O'Neal, Juwan Howard, Lamar Odin. But to me, none of these guys top who I got, and that's none other than Carmelo Anthony, man. Hezo Melo, man. He wore number seven for 10 years. He was a 10-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA first-team selection, a one-time scoring champ, and an absolute legend, man. Numbers and stats and accolades don't do justice for the career that Carmelo Anthony had, man. As number seven, he set the MSG, the Madison Square Garden, single-game scoring record with 62 points in one game. I mean, Madison Square Garden is just one of the, the, the mecca of basketball, one of the best places to play basketball and that's where Carmelo Anthony has a chance to stamp his name and say I am the highest scorer in a single game in MSG history that is a a way to uh, cement yourself in history and in my opinion y'all Carmelo Anthony is one of the most underrated scorers of all time because right now he's currently ranked as ninth um, in the all-time scoring list he actually should have been eighth to be honest with you he's only a couple hundred behind the person in eighth place and he would have got eighth to be real with you but he got blackballed out of the league for like two three years um, because I, originally when he went when he went first went to OKC and he had that press conference and he was like oh, I'm not coming off the bench. Or they had said something as far as like, oh, Melo, you know, you being older now, how does it feel to fill in a role of coming off the bench? And he looked at him crazy. He's like, I'm not coming off the bench. I don't know what you're talking about. And then that right there in this last couple years of his career, which was like Portland, uh, you know, the late Laker days, that right there is really what killed his career and really killed his legacy because in from this generation and today's day and age, like people will remember, and it's very sad. People will remember that version of Melo. People will remember Melo uh, not wanting to come off the bench. People will remember Melo when he was in Portland, but they won't remember all the greatness that Melo had. So I really think that you know when he got blackballed when out of the league by saying he's not coming off the bench, uh, by not accepting that role as he got older. That just kind of blackballed him out of the league, man, and that really ruined his legacy, and it's sad. It's sad because for us that we know 15 Melo from Denver, we know 7 Melo from uh, from the Knicks, we know the great player he is, so it's sad that um, his greatness, is, I think, gets washed away for a couple of last years um, that he had in the league. But y'all know what we like to do over here, man. We like to get into our favorite story when it comes to this player. And my favorite number seven Hezo Mello story has got to be April 2nd, 2013. It was Knicks versus the Heat. This is right after the Heat just came together with their big three with Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. And it seemed like at the time, at the time, it seemed like Mello got left out. Now looking back on it, we know that Mello chose to not do that because he wanted to stay with New York and get the super, super max. That's a a whole different discussion that we got to get into. That's on Melo's end. But what at the time when I'm when you was watching when I was a kid, I'm thinking like, damn, like Nick's about to play the Heat. The Heat just came together with their big three, but then you know they excluded Melo. Melo wasn't a part of the big three, so this game's got a lot of tension coming into it. That's the way I felt about it. 
And boy, that's probably the way Melo felt about it too. Because he went off that game, y'all. Went off for 50 points, shot 18 of 26 from the field, shot 7 of 10 from the three-point line, and went 7 of 8 from the free throw line. An, an absurd performance, like still to this day, one of the greatest performances we've seen. One of the greatest performances I've seen. I remember watching this game live. Um, I remember watching this on the TV. And just seeing Melo go to work, right? Like, uh, I know when it was eight days, I talked about Kobe's 81-point game against the Raptors and seeing him go to work, fight through doubles, just rise over uh, the defense. That's what this game felt like. You play some good defense, Melo just hit a better shot on offense. And when you look at the game in this entirety, Melo took 44 shots and only missed 11. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. That is a That was a show to watch that day, man. So if I could leave you one thing with this video besides subscribing and joining the family, man, go check out that game that the Knicks had versus the Heat. But there we have it, though, y'all. That's who I got for number seven, uh, the greatest player in NBA history to wear number seven. Like I said, subscribe to join the family. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep grinding. And um, shoot, <laughs> I'll catch y'all next time at number six, man. Peace.